Hey, hey, welcome back everyone to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm your host, Tom Workus, and today I sit down with Liam Austin, who is the founder of Entrepreneurs HQ. I brought Liam on the call today to talk about virtual summits, what they are, how they work, why they can be so profitable. Austin's run a couple dozen, maybe a few dozen virtual summits in the last two or three years. So he's definitely somebody I look to as an expert and authority on that space. I've also consulted on and run and managed uh, dozens of virtual summit campaigns. So for me, this was kind of a fun conversation just to see what's working, what's not. Where does he focus his time and attention? What are the things that people should be considering if they want to run a virtual summit in 2019 and beyond? So my big takeaway is just that virtual summits work and they still work. And I still actually encourage people to leverage a virtual summit when and where it's appropriate. And so if you're not sure about that, you can, of course, shoot me an email, tom at tommorcus.com. And you can let me know kind of your space, your niche. I'd be happy to kind of take a few minutes and, and give you some feedback on that if you're curious. Otherwise, you can also check out a complete guide to virtual summits on my website. If you just go to tommorcus.com slash virtual dash summit, and that'll give you a really deep dive kind of look into how to create a virtual summit. And so those are additional resources to supplement this call and this conversation. So my hope is this conversation will give you the foundation and the fundamentals and make you think about hey, is it worthwhile to run a virtual summit? And, and is this the kind of thing that I could do? Like, can you wrap your head around this? Because the stuff we talk about is kind of the baseline fundamentals that if you get it and it clicks, then I think a virtual summit could be for you. And I think they can be very, very, very effective in the right spaces, the right niches, the right industries, especially those where there's less competition and there's not a lot of people who are already running these kind of things in your space. By the way, if there's only one or two people who've run a virtual summit in the spaces you're in, that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that it's a super saturated market. So the point is, I think it's it's definitely worth considering no matter what you're doing, no matter what space you're in, they still absolutely work. I think it's critical that you get some things correct and you get the foundation and the fundamentals correct for it to be a profitable virtual summit. And it's so critical to think about the back end. Once you get all these new leads and these sales, what happens next? Don't ever launch a virtual summit in a vacuum. Don't just do it and think that that's going to be it for your business and you can walk away. This is just a building block to a profitable audience-based business, okay? So I hope that is something that you understand as you listen to this. And that's my big takeaway, that this stuff works and that these are the fundamentals. And my hope is that you'll be able to use this to get started yourself. And if you do, definitely shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you, tom at tommorcus.com. Okay, that's it for now. Without further ado, let's get to today's call. So Liam, where I want to start is actually with your background. Before we get into summits, before we get into kind of the referral software you've been building and growing and kind of some of that cool stuff you're doing in that space, how do you actually get to this point in time? Uh, well, by accident in some ways. <laughs> so I started a group on, on LinkedIn uh, back in 2008 when LinkedIn first allowed you to actually create a group on LinkedIn. Uh, and it was called the Small Business Network. And that uh, network was really for, for me to network with other small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, because I was working with a, with a startup at the time and uh, was looking at ways uh, and strategies, tactics of how others were growing their businesses. And I wanted to you know, see what others were doing, learn from them, see if I could model what they were doing. And so I started that group. And for the first you know, six to 12 months, it was uh, a great resource for me, uh, interacting with all the other small business owners as part of that group. And uh, I left the job after about 12 months from starting the group. And so the, the group 
uh, activity uh, from myself uh, declined, yet the group kept growing organically by itself uh, up into one of the largest groups for small business owners on LinkedIn, which was really cool. Uh, and by 2015, I was getting flooded with you know, LinkedIn messages, uh, emails, people getting in touch with me saying, why aren't you doing anything with this group? There's 100,000 small business owners in this group and there's all this activity going on, uh, but you know the LinkedIn group is is limited in its functionality, and you know these are some other things that we have needs for that we want. Can you do something about it as the owner of the group? And I said, all right, sure. Let me let me investigate uh, because I'd been ignoring all of these uh, messages uh, over the you know seven years or so I'd, I'd been owning the group, and I saw that there was an opportunity to run some webinars to them based on them wanting to. Uh, learn certain topics around, you know, small business. Uh, so mostly around the marketing side of things with uh, lead generation sales. And we ran a few webinars with some partners uh, to the group, uh, one, one per week for several months. And we'll get like one, 200 people registering for these webinars uh, with our partners. And we found that during these webinars, uh, the most popular, the ones we got the most signups from were ones to do with LinkedIn. So uh, being a LinkedIn group, it makes sense, right? <laughs> How do we benefit from LinkedIn as a small business owner? How do we generate leads from the platform? How do we connect with our prospects and uh, target audience? How do, we, how do we make sales from these guys? So uh, those webinars were working the best. Uh, we even brought in and did a few webinars where we would sell uh, one of our partner's courses at the end of the webinar. So we saw that there was money to be made from this group that we had on LinkedIn. You know, It was making money just by running these webinars on a weekly basis. And that really sparked the idea for us to run our first uh, virtual summit. And now since then, you've run like 15, right? Yeah, it sounds uh, pretty crazy looking back. Uh, it's, it's been four years since our first summit and we've done 15 of them now uh, all across marketing, lead generation tactics online. Uh, so really helping the small business owner just learn from other small business owners that have been successful, successful online entrepreneurs, how they've launched their business, how they got started, you know, what tactic got them started rather than just their story. We've been interviewing and running presentations from over 400 of these uh, successful entrepreneurs now uh, since 2015. And uh, it's, it's really been beneficial, not just uh, you know, for our audience. And we've had over 100,000 uh, small business owners now that have gone through our uh, training, our summits, uh, but also just for myself <laughs> to, to learn how to, to grow our own business. Because starting from that LinkedIn group, I, I really had no idea. And it, it began because uh, a few people reached out to me and just said, hey, I want to help you do something with this group. Let's uh, make it happen. So I didn't want to break down like what works for you with the virtual summits, but tell me a little bit about this, the referral software too that we were kind of talking about offline. I want to know a little bit about that too and maybe how it, how it integrates. Cool. So uh, assuming everyone knows uh, how a virtual summit works, we receive most of our traffic from partnerships. So there's three different partnerships that work extremely well uh, for driving traffic, driving leads and driving sales. So referrals, referrals are great. Referrals are, are warmer leads that convert much better. So partnership traffic is something that 
I'm really keen on um, really helped grow our business and has been one of the main pillars. So those three different partnerships, partners, partnering up with your speakers, um, doing, um, inviting them to be part of your summit, being involved in it, sharing it with their audience, with their community, with their followers. The second group of partners is, is your affiliates. Uh, who aren't a speaker on the summit, but they love the topic. It, it fits their their niche and their audience, and they'd love to share free tickets right, out with their community. And the third one is that one that you mentioned, Tom, which is the ambassadors. So what are, what are ambassadors? Ambassadors are basically any attendee or any email subscriber you've got on your email list, just turning them into an advocate for your brand. Uh, so these group of advocates, ambassadors are you know, maybe in the tens of thousands, depending on how many people you have on your list. If you have a thousand uh, people on your list, you've got a thousand ambassadors. So a thousand people who can refer their friends, their family, the groups that they're part of. Uh, considering, you know, what niche you're in, if you're thinking of doing a summit, uh, think of, um, you know, all the other groups, communities, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or out in the real world that you're part of, that you're email subscribers are a part of, they can be sharing your summit, your product, your brand, your, your personal brand out to these networks, these, these groups that they're part of in online or in real life. And so this part has been really crucial for us uh, in driving uh, new traffic to, to our summits, to, to our products and, and turning them into customers because they're coming from a trusted friend. It's a referral from someone who's already knows us, you know, they're an email subscriber or they're an attendee for the summit and they're just telling their friends about uh, the summit. Hey, why don't you come check out this uh, summit on growth marketing? It's a, here's a free ticket. Um, use this link and, um, you know, we'll see you there next week. So the ambassador program for us has uh, been something that was missing, uh, I think, from you know the three pillars of our, our partnerships with the speakers, affiliates and ambassadors. And it is very different from how you treat your affiliates and your speakers. And I can, I can maybe explain that where your, your ambassadors are looking to refer their friends. They might have, you know, one, two, three friends or, you know, maybe 10. And we've had up to 300 people, one person invite over 300 of their friends, right, to our summit. So uh, those people are really sharing, you know, just in amongst their group of friends, one or two or three people, and they want to to be rewarded for that in terms of some kind of gift. And that gift might be a physical product or it might be a digital product. In our case, we uh, splice open uh, the, the Summit All Access Pass package and splinter it off into individual products that we then reward our ambassadors uh, from referring their friends. Whereas an affiliate is someone who can send at least 100 people to uh, your, your products or service into your business and they're earning a, a commission, maybe a percentage of the, the revenue that you're generating from sales of your all access pass to your summit. Uh, and that can be anywhere between 30 to 50%. Okay, interesting. How hard is it to actually integrate and where do you find that people struggle the most? Is it like the thought process of like what we should, how do we incentivize it, the messaging? Like maybe walk me through a little bit of that. Yeah, so uh, with us, we're seeing anywhere between 15 to 20% of our email signups coming from referrals now. And when I say referrals, I mean specifically from uh, our ambassadors. And the great thing about this is that it's a, it's a one-time setup. 
uh, technology is uh, definitely your friend <laughs> in this one where you, you integrate it with your, your CRM system and onto your website. Uh, and it's pretty simple. You don't have to change any forms uh, or anything like that. It's just uh, some code that you add to your website. And once you've added that code, uh, you just need to go into uh, the tool. Uh, and there's a few different tools you can use uh, for this, but we use Early Parrot. And inside Early Parrot, you can set the campaign so that uh, they get rewarded after, say, five referrals. 10 referrals, 25 referrals, 50 referrals. Uh, we like to keep it to three, reward, three rewards. Uh, and once they've hit those three rewards, the system or early parrot would automatically notify our CRM system uh, in Fusionsoft in our case. And once that tag is triggered in Infusionsoft, it then sets off the sequence to actually deliver the digital product instantly, all automatically without uh, having to do any setup. And the same thing when uh, taking a step back from there, when someone first signs up into your email list, they fill out any form on your website, existing forms. It works with all your existing forms. When they uh, sign up, they'll be given a unique link. That unique link is unique to them and it will track anyone that they refer uh, to your business or to your website. Uh, so that unique link is, you know, just saved inside uh, Infusionsoft or whatever CRM email marketing system you're using. I think it works pretty much across the board with with Aweber or some of the other ones that are out there. Uh, Active Campaign, those kind of guys, uh, it all works with that. Uh, so it runs on autopilot, which makes it really easy from that point of view. What might be difficult really is understanding what rewards you should give to incentivize people to refer. So when someone first opts in, they obviously opt in some for maybe one of your webinars or for a PDF, a guide, or some kind of download. Once they've opted in for that and they've received that, you we've, we've set up a whole funnel for this. So uh, funnels to encourage uh, our subscribers to refer their friends. And I can go into that into a little bit more detail later on, but uh, for us, we're really looking at, okay, well, how can we get and incentivize this person as much as possible to make a referral? And we initially tried giving like t-shirts, hoodies, like that kind of gear away and so much more difficult to integrate into your business, like not so automated, <laughs> but uh, there are some APIs out there, uh, some businesses that drop ship this kind of thing. So it does work, but we found it was quite difficult as well as it wasn't really incentivizing or encouraging our subscribers to refer the event or our business, our email newsletter to, to their friends. So we changed it up a little bit and we aligned it better with our actual product or service that we were selling. So again, we just, I talked about it before, we just splintered off our main product and gave them, you know, part of the overall package. So we just give one individual product within the package, which really aligned with why they signed up for in the first place. Uh, and maybe they were considering buying it. And now they've got a chance to actually be rewarded and given uh, part of this actual product that they're, they're interested in anyway. So that has really helped encourage our users to, to spread the word of mouth and you know, increase our yeah, email subscribers from between yeah, 15 and 20%, which has been really cool. Right. And that's from 20% from people who sign up and they're just referring. So the, the specifically that source of traffic, referrals of people who've signed up for the event. No, total, total traffic. Total. Yeah. Yeah. Which is total number of signups. So 
it is really a powerful source of leads, uh, especially when you can find, you know, that golden nugget inside there that, you know, is an influencer that just, you know, shares it on their Facebook or their LinkedIn and you get 300 signups. Uh, we've had a few people uh, who have sent us, um, you know, in the hundreds of their friends, you know, colleagues, whatever it might be, uh, they've referred to us. And when I'm saying referred, I'm not just talking traffic, but actual signups. So people have opted in to our email list uh, in the hundreds. And those people I've reached out to and personally got to know and seeing if they're a right fit to become an affiliate for us, if there's a way that we can leverage their audience uh, even further. Got it. Okay, cool. Of the people who are referring, how many people who sign up for an event end up referring, would you say, like as a percentage? I'm kind of curious about that statistic. Yeah. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. It's a good one for maybe to look at, but I would say it's probably somewhere between the, the 10 to 15% mark that, that refer. Uh, but each one of those people that do refer are referring, you know, two to three people. It seems from looking, I'd have to go into the exact num data and look at the exact numbers, but it seems that when someone makes at least one referral, they're, they're making at least two or three, which is awesome because um, you can really start seeing the virality of this. If every, you know, what, 10th person refers three people, you can see how this can just start taking off the word of mouth and start snowballing when and you're not actually having to do anything. It's all just automatically happening there in the background. People are spreading um, the word about your product, service, brand, uh, being incentivized to do so or without you having to you know, do much apart from that, that one-time setup. Okay, that's great. I want to shift focus to the virtual summits and how you've integrated with this and also just like virtual summits in general, because I think that's a great use case for it. Uh, tell me like what's working now when it comes to virtual summits uh, and, and kind of like maybe high level, then we can zoom in on specifics. Uh, what's working now with virtual summits? So I think it's really about the, getting the foundation right. So uh, we've got something that we call a, a one page virtual summit plan. And that is something that you guys can download and check out in the notes. Uh, but what that is, is it allows you to build the, the foundation for a successful summit. Now, inside our Virtual Summit Academy, we teach people to how to launch a summit within 90 days. Uh, and doing 15 of these summits across 15 different topics, we've tested a lot uh, of things that did work, that didn't work, right? <laughs> and uh, we've scrapped a lot of the, the things that haven't. And with this one-page virtual summit plan, it will just really just set you up to make sure that you're heading in the right direction to maximize your, your profit, your network, your authority, whatever your, your goal is from your summit, helping you just stay on track so that you're going to hit that objective or, or at least exceed it. So there's five blocks that we you know, break this one page plan down into. And uh, it's, you know, similar to the whole lean startup methodology, the one page business plan. This is a one page virtual summit plan. So one for one A4 piece of paper that's split into five different sections. And those five different sections are, are the, the foundation blocks. So in the first block, it's really about identifying your target audience. So who is your avatar? Who are you looking to sell to? Who's going to be your perfect customer? The second block is the topic. Well, what topic aligns really well with your, your target audience? What is their problem that you're, you're solving for them? The summit name and summit dates also fit into that block there. And the dates really sets a deadline for you, which is something I love about virtual summits as a digital product. 
you've got a deadline where if you announce that you're going to be launching on a certain date, you've got a deadline. You, you, you need to hit this, right? Because you've got some partners involved, you've, your speakers, as well as your affiliates that you've got to look after. So that's block two. Block three is the goals. Like what is your objectives for it? And, and for a summit, there's, there's four main benefits uh, that we've seen from running our own summits, as well as looking at others out there in the marketplace. And those four major results are building your authority. So if you're an unknown in your niche, if you're going to a, a new niche or you need to amplify your, your brand in your niche, then running a virtual summit does that really, really well. So that's number one. Number two is uh, building your network of influencers. So the network of influencers within your niche uh, are the speakers coming in to talk on your topic. Uh, and you as the host you know, of all those experts, you're automatically seen as you know, an authority in that topic or perceived to be you know, aligned with these other experts. And then suddenly you've got a relationship with these experts. You know, you've spent time um, having conversations with them via email. You've um, recorded the presentation or the session or interview with that expert. Uh, and so you can use that partnership or that relationship well into the future uh, for you know, running challenges or doing a, a sales or a giveaway, some kind of bundle. So that's number two. Number three is you're able to build your email list, build your audience really rapidly, really quickly. And with our first virtual summit that we ran off the back of our LinkedIn group, uh, it was called the LinkedIn Success Summit, funnily enough. <laughs> and that LinkedIn Success Summit, we launched pretty much with no email list at all. And we had 15,000 people uh, register to attend the event. Uh, so we had 15,000 new email subscribers on our list that we were able to market to well into the future. And, and some of those people are still on our list, uh, you know, years down the track and, uh, you know, long-term customers, repeat buyers of our products. So building your email list is, is the third biggest thing. And then the fourth is generating money, making money online, generating revenue uh, for your business and doing this, as I said, all in 90 days. Uh, so looking at the goal there uh, of your summit, what, what do you want to achieve? You know, write down a number, be really specific in, uh, in that block. And the last two, well, the fourth one is just getting your tech stack correct. Like what technology software do you want to use? Do you want to use a, an all-in-one tool or do you want to build it with WordPress, a CRM system and, you know, some other things? Uh, so write that down in that block. And then the fifth block is, well, the offer. What, what are you going to be selling uh, people at the end of the summit. Uh, this is how you're going to make revenue, guys. So you've got to spend some time thinking about your offer and the bonuses. Really important to think of the bonuses and how they all tie in and will incentivize people to you know, get off their butts and uh, put their credit cards in and, and buy. So those are the five foundation pieces. And there's lots of other little tactics that come in on the side to you know, increase you know, percentages of conversions here and there. But those five, you know, foundational blocks, you get them right. And you use this, you know, one page virtual summit plan to refer to throughout, um, you know, preparing, creating and launching your summit, you're going to be well, um, well positioned to really maximize your, your profit from the summit, but as well as hit that goal that you've written down. What are the things that you do to ensure that like the summit itself is as uh, profitable as possible? Like, both on, say, if people are purchasing like, like an all-access pass and then also like upsells, downsells from 
a virtual summit? Like what, what works do you think in, in, in your experience and, and what are the ways that you guys organize? Like after the summit ends, you know, what, what you lead people to and what's been most effective? Yeah, cool. So most important really is the, like, the foundational element of aligning your upsells uh, and maybe you've got existing products or existing services in your business. Work, if, that's, if you've got a flagship product that you sell that you're selling really well and you want to just get an influx of new prospects, new sales from that product, well, you need to work really backwards from there and think, okay, well, this is the, the upsell that I want to ultimately be selling. This is where I'm going to be making most of my profit from. What summit topic would you know, align really well with you know, this product or service that would be the next logical step for people to take with me once they've attended my summit? Maybe they've, they've purchased the all-access pass with the bonuses that get them halfway uh, up the step to you know, your flagship product, but not quite all the way there. So if you can align all these things really well, the summit topic, the summit name, uh, make sure the audience is well aligned. Uh, your goal ultimately might be that you want to write down is sales of you know, my flagship product, the upsell. How do I maximize the profit from that versus email list or authority? I don't care about those things. Absolutely fine. Go after chasing the, the, the big sale. And with that, with that big sale of the, the flagship product, I mean, it might be in the thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars, which works really well with, with summits. Um, and they work well how you're, if you've got an existing process of selling that product or service that's working well for you, I would continue using that. So for instance, if you're selling um, some kind of coaching program at the end, uh, that's $10,000 uh, and you do that via the phone, then I would keep that funnel the same. So get them on the phone and sell them into uh, the product. Prior to getting onto the phone, what's the, what's the funnel look like there? Well, think about the, um, the summit, how that topic can start getting them itchy feet for wanting to get this end product um, and get this solution that you're offering uh, and just align it so that it just you know, makes it the next logical thing that people want to purchase, want to buy, want to learn more from you. And if you've got that end goal in mind, it's just going to make it so much easier for you to convert people uh, at each step of the way. Got it. And so... Is this typical when you guys have structured it this way, like with your own summits, you've done a lot across a variety of uh, niches and industries. So since you're doing that, like, are you always rolling out the same upsell or is, are you, are you tweaking it? And is it, uh, do you adjust it based on like the event you're running? Yeah, we, we ran um, quite a number of our first summits without any upsell at all, which uh, I would say is a big no-no uh, for people who want to you know, generate revenue and as much maximize their profit for their summit. And in saying that we didn't do it directly after the summit, but then we have used those lists to sell our partners' products uh, in the thousands of dollars as not an upsell, but just as, as an affiliate that we'd maybe email market to post that. So we've done a lot of affiliate marketing. Uh, that's something that you can tie at the end of your summit as an upsell if you don't have an existing product. If you don't have an existing product at all uh, and you just want to run a summit by itself, We've done that successfully and made a profit, but you're going to do much better if you can have that upsell at the end. And the upsell, yeah, look for a partner or look to, to create your own um, flagship product. Then you can look at doing a webinar at the end, um, selling a membership. And that's something that we've tried as well. Uh, we've got EHQ Club. Uh, so Entrepreneurs HQ 
club is where you'll be able to access all of the 15 summits that we've run. So the 400 presentations on lead generation and um, making sales online from our 400 different experts. Uh, And people can jump in there and purchase a subscription to that membership uh, and get access to all of that content instantly. We've done that as an upsell as well as a downsell with our summits. Uh, so with the upsell, uh, we might tie it in as a, with a webinar at the end uh, where we look to sell a, a yearly subscription. And then, you know, we've also tried, and if that doesn't work, there's no buyers for that. We then look to market a downsell, which might be the, the monthly trial to our membership. And Another downsell, if that doesn't work, then we look at seeing if they're interested in, you know, uh, either a $1 trial or a free trial. Uh, for us, the, the free trial has actually worked. Sorry, the $1 trial, I think I said that. The $1 trial uh, was the one that worked uh, best for us in uh, the membership side of things. So there's there's great ways, you know, not to just look at, well, how can I upsell something? But there might be something you can cross-sell, that you can downsell to, um, look at continuity uh, programs, subscriptions, um, or big ticket items. Uh, you know, summits work well in most niches. I haven't really seen a niche where it hasn't worked. And uh, with multiple different products, if there's products or services that are, are selling, then it's just going to be amplified uh, by running a summit. Interesting. And there's a lot of people that do challenge the notion of them, I feel like. And maybe that's because they are proliferating. There's more people running them. Some people don't like them, I know, but they work. I, I've, I've run them myself and they work. Like when, we, when it's done right, they do work. I'm curious uh, your perspective on that because you said they work in most cases. When do you think somebody probably shouldn't consider it or running a, a virtual summit? Or when should they consider doing something uh, other than a virtual summit, in your opinion? Okay. Well, I think it's, um, there's, there's a few different reasons. I think when you, you don't have the commitment, like it does take 90 days uh, and you, you do have to take it serious. Like this, this is something that a virtual summit could really change your business. Just think of the, the number one influencer in your marketplace. Imagine you could have a, a you know, they could be your best friend. Uh, you could be supporting each other, marketing each other, co-branding things together. How would that change your business? What would that do for your business, for your world, right? And that one person has has done that for our business, uh, but, you know, multiple times, <laughs> which is amazing what um, that one relationship can can lead to, other referrals um, to their friends, their, their other influences that they're in networking with. So it's important to, to realize, like, you're not just trying to make some, make some quick money here. Uh, although virtual summits does, you know, do that, but I, I'd be looking at the long-term benefits of using the virtual summit as a foundation to really build fantastic relationships with influencers in your niche that can really um, change your business. You know, you're building your email list here, you're building your authority, and if you do this right, it can really position you as the go-to person in your niche from from nowhere. Uh, and if you already have an existing um, position or authority in your niche, this could really just, you know, put you up into the stratosphere of um, against all the other influences or authorities in your niche um, because of the 
the model and the way it works. So if you're trying to just do this fly by night, trying to throw it up in, you know, a month or even two months, that's too quick. And you're doing yourself as an injustice by doing it too quickly. Take 90 days, do it properly, and it'll be paying dividends for you like years down the track, like it is for for us and Entrepreneurs HQ. So I think that's a, a real thing. Just don't think like, oh, this is a great money-making scheme. I'm going to jump into it. Like, no, you need to take this seriously and it will follow the, the right process. And when I say the right process, there are different models for doing virtual summits. There's like a, a one-day virtual summit. Uh, there's these live summits. Uh, and I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend those. They don't have the impact that a multi-day summit would or the way that we teach the process in Virtual Summit Academy has on, on your business and the, the benefits that I'm talking about now. You look at um, some other players in the industry that are doing like, um, you know, it, I know people uh, know ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels ran a summit recently called 30 Days. I think you can still check it out at 30days.com, 30.com. And uh, they brought in some of their top customers and used them as case studies. And then they shared their, their number one funnel out as the upsell. Uh, and then they upsold like, a, I think it was like a six-week program post that training program. Uh, and that was the, the right way to do it, the right branding, uh, you know, and you, you can change it up from being named a summit. You can, you can name it, you know, just 30days.com, you know, like without having the name summit or conference or anything like that. And just, or series of talks, you can, you can change this up so that it just really matches your end goal and, Setting that end goal and that objective, I think, is just that that priority that will just make sure that everything else that you do is aligned well with that and leads you to um, succeeding with that goal. I love it. Well, Liam, I mean, I think this is a great deep dive into kind of virtual summits, what's working, what's not. Uh, it's some interesting kind of food for thought on the referral side of things. So a lot for people to take in and consider. I basically kind of echo your sentiment that these things work, they can work well. Uh, it's important to take your time on them too. You can't rush this stuff. And even case in point, like a lot of the students that I've worked with and helped them work through and launch summits, inevitably the next year summit is even bigger. And the next year after that is even bigger. So if you build out the foundation properly, this can be something that you can can wash, rinse, repeat and scale pretty effectively. So I'll, I think this is a good point to wrap up with people who are interested. They, they're going to want to learn more about you what you do, maybe learn more about what you do in virtual summits and your software. Where should they go to find out more about you, Liam? Uh, go check out entrepreneurshq.com. Uh, that's our main brand that uh, hosts all the different summits that, that we do. The LinkedIn Success Summit uh, that I mentioned earlier, uh, we've turned that evergreen. So it's generating leads for us on autopilot. Uh, the Growth Marketing Summit uh, is another one that's set on evergreen and has the uh, referral marketing tool in there if you wanted to, to play around uh, with how that works and what it looks like. Yeah. And if people wanted to reach out to me on LinkedIn, that's where I, where I hang out. So happy for you to connect with me and uh, say you met me through, through Tom and uh, this podcast. I love it. Well, Liam, thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your insights on In the Trenches. It really, really means a lot. No, this has been a pleasure, mate. Uh, you asked some good questions here and I, I shared some things that I haven't shared before. So hopefully, uh, you know, if you learned something, reach out to me and uh, let me know. I love it. You got it, man. Thanks so much. Are you trying to grow your online business, but struggling to get new customers consistently and predictably? Are you tired of working nonstop only to see your income plateau? Are you ready to step off the hustle hamster wheel, as I call it, 
and step onto a path of predictable profit that you can scale as much or as little as you want. Don't worry, you're not alone. I've been there. When I first got started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I started reading blogs and listening to podcasts by people I respected and wanted to learn from. I slowly but surely put their recommendations into practice. But because I wanted to do it all myself, maybe you, you're something like that, right? And you love to do, do it by yourself, learn through trial and error. Well, bottom line is it took forever. Results were unpredictable when I was first getting started. I wasn't sure where to spend my time, money, and energy. And shiny penny syndrome got the best of me on more than one occasion. For many entrepreneurs, the amount I sacrificed working literally nonstop in some cases in my spare time and 12 and 14 hour days routinely after going full time, combined with the endless fog of war, aka that uncertainty that I had to deal with at all times because I was going it alone, I think that would have been enough for most entrepreneurs to throw in the towel. But I was persistent, focused, and I stayed humble. Day after day, I worked to grow the traffic to my website, increase my list of subscribers, and generate a healthy living for my ebooks, e-courses, and other digital products. At least that was the goal. But maybe more important than the work was that I paid attention to what I was doing, including what worked and what didn't. Eventually, I discovered a predictable pattern of growth. And so what I did was I just doubled down on those things, and I scrapped or sidelined the other things that weren't working so well. Finally, two years after resigning my commission as a captain in the army and going full-time on my online business front with my blog, with my podcast, et cetera, I replaced my income with digital product income. Two years. And so if that's where it stopped, I would have been happy with it. I would have been happy with the results. I wouldn't have complained. I would have been very content just replacing my income. But the bottom line is it was so much work. I wanted to you know, see if it could go somewhere else, right? So I just kept doing what I was doing, but better, faster, and more effectively. Again, just kind of applying the same system that I discovered uh, from seeing these patterns emerge, right? So I implemented it. I kept doing it. And eventually, replacing my income turned into doubling my income. And then that turned into a little bit more and a little bit more. But not just that. It afforded me the freedom to dictate my day and also choose the projects I want to work on, on the schedule and on the timeline I want, and to work with the people I want to work with. And to me, that's like a whole new level of freedom, especially coming from the military. It's something I've never really had that level of complete autonomy until I became my own boss. I started my own business and until ultimately until it became profitable enough for me to start to take a step back and actually reap the rewards of it because it's not all just working, working, working. And I do believe it's hard work. And I'll always say that nothing about doing this stuff is easy, but at the same time, you've got to reap the rewards at some point and take some of that profit, uh, even if you're just reinvesting it into new assets and things like that. Bottom line is, it can't just be work, right? Entrepreneurship and business is about that result that occurs, the value you've created and the profit, that, that piece of value that you've captured, okay? And you want to be able to reap the rewards of that profit, of that value, that little sliver of value that you get to capture, that you get to net, right? You want to be able to take advantage of that. Otherwise, you know, the entrepreneurship game really does become just a grind. And, and for, I think, a lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, it becomes meaningless, and that's when they quit. Well, for me, I love this stuff. I really, truly do. I mean, it is my thing. And so that's why I didn't just stop where I was at. I've stayed committed to learning everything I can about all aspects of this online business world and this online marketing world. And I do this through real-world application. In other words, I'm currently growing several online businesses and I'm always putting my ideas to the test in real time with my own money, with my own time and energy, oftentimes with employees, you know, a lot of some some stuff more advanced, some stuff more simple, but 
you know, so varying levels of complexity and again, in different spaces, different niches. And I can say, you know, bottom line, I've always loved the startup hustle, but I got to say, it's nice to now be in a position where I can get big results with much less effort. Thanks to having built the foundation of my business the right way. And again, I did it all through trial and error, but I don't think that that's the way that everyone needs to do it. And in fact, looking back on it, if I had to redo it, I don't know if I would. It was so difficult to just go it alone and try to figure everything out by myself. So one of the things I've tried to do is give back with this podcast, with my blog, and with my newsletter. But maybe even more rewarding than any of this stuff, while I've enjoyed all of it, I think the thing that I'm enjoying the most, that I find most engaging and rewarding is the premium business mastermind and coaching program I run called 100K Academy. Inside 100K Academy, I help ambitious entrepreneurs who are very driven and excited to be doing what they're doing. I help them grow their reach, their influence, and their profit using my proprietary marketing system. That's the same one I use to scale my own online businesses from zero to multiple six figures and beyond. And the same system I use to help my clients reach the New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestseller list, set Kickstarter funding records, and create viral product launches that have turned into predictable revenue streams. So lots and lots of case studies that you can find at tommorcus.com. If you're curious, just go to tommorcus.com slash about, and that'll get you started. Most importantly, this system is one that 100K Academy members and alumni have used to achieve tremendous results, like Alexa, who used it to have her most profitable year ever, or Tina, who used it to make five figures from a sales funnel that she can now replicate and scale, and that's exactly what she's doing, or Carrie, who made over $75,000 in just seven days. And the crazy part about his story was that his online business was actually a side hustle up until that first profitable launch, which he has then been able to grow and scale. And he subsequently quit his job following that very successful week. And I think that that has been just a game changer for Carrie and the life he's living and the work he gets to do and the impact he gets to make on the world because of the great work he's doing now, because he was able to figure out a system that would get him the targeted traffic, the subscribers, the sales to grow a profitable online business. Bottom line, if you want to grow your online business from six to seven figures, but you flatlined or you're struggling, or you just want to be told what to do and when to do it and in what order, right? And you want a system that is predictable and scalable and isn't just you know another shiny penny, but actually will fit right into your business. It plugs in and is something that you can truly grow. I want you to go to tommorcus.com slash academy. That's tommorcus.com slash academy. Academy is spelled A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Go to tommorcus.com slash academy, and you'll find a page on my website with more details about 100K Academy, the business mastermind coaching program I run, as well as instructions on what to do next. Again, that's tommorcus.com slash academy. And if you're serious about growing your reach, influence, or profit, just follow the instructions and we'll be in touch, okay? Again, tommorcus.com slash academy. Go ahead and head over there now. That's it for today. Stay frosty.